Good. Awesome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to today's webinar with Devon. Um, just to give everyone a little bit of a heads up on who Devon is. Devon is the owner of the Green Grow Green Distribution and Nature Chevy. Many may recognize him from when he was playing rugby nationally and internationally. And during this time, he, during his rugby time, he completed his BCom in marketing and his honors in business management. So Devon's product reach has been to four countries, busy expanding through Green Grow and opening two retail dispensaries in Schlanga, KZN, and Olivedale in Johannesburg, South Africa. They employ qualified doctors. So this is a real real deal nature's relief sounds very cool yeah so we're very excited to have you on the show Devon and um, for those who don't know you so well can you please tell us who is Devon yeah thanks a lot Chris thanks for the intro and welcome to everyone um it's exciting to have the opportunity to just talk openly about all this stuff and to be on your podcast so I appreciate it thank you very much uh, just a bit of a background for me. I'm actually uh, I'm a rugby player by, at heart, <laughs> but with a keen interest in uh, in the body and health and wellness, um, in trying to optimize performance and recovery. Um, my background: I'm, I'm from Johannesburg, South Africa, uh, but I moved out of home to pursue rugby when I was 18, uh, and ended up living in about well, two different provinces in South Africa, and then I moved overseas and played a season in France. So during that time, I ended up meeting a lot of different people and uh, experiencing quite a lot of different methods, I guess, of training, um, of nutrition, of health and wellness. Um, I've had about nine surgeries along the way, so I've had my fair share of doctors and physios. Uh, but with such an interest in it, it was always actually very lucky to, to speak to the guys and understand, you know, the different methods that they use. And um, through that journey, I ended up uh, coming back to South Africa to pursue rugby here. Um, and that's actually where uh, in 2017, I tore my ACL um, and then started sort of looking at opportunities outside of rugby. Uh, rugby doesn't last forever. And uh, then I started a company called Grow Green Distribution. That was mainly because of a, um, a keen interest in, uh, in health and wellness. Actually, from my knee, I started looking at different nutritional plans, different ways to reduce inflammation. Um, and then I came across uh, something called Moringa. That was really the starting point. And then into CBD and into cannabis. Um, and actually, back when I was playing uh, Varsity Cup in, at NMMU, I started looking at the cannabis industry because, um, you know, you started seeing things online. And, and for something that's so taboo and for me has always been like a, a negative thing or something that you should really avoid as an athlete, um, the, it wasn't really adding up seeing what, what everybody's was responses were in different countries so for me it was interesting I thought that uh, there was definitely grounds for more research and for it to come about and in 2017 when they opened up some of the legislation and applications for cultivation um, I decided that that's really the time and uh, it actually has worked out really well because um, it's just it's an interest in nature it's an interest in the body it's an interest uh, in sports and performance and recovery um, so holistically, it was just something that I was keen to get into. Um, and yeah, that's brought me to where we are today. Uh, we opened our first dispensary in 2018, just due to the, the need for, for a safe place for people to come and engage about these different taboo medicines, and then uh, also just to assist them in making the right decisions um, and getting to a point where they can get, have a good experience and that it add, adds value to their life. Um, I'm still trying to play rugby. I'm trying to go back next year. 
So that part <laughs> hasn't died. Um, but yeah, it's been a journey and I hope that gives you a little bit of context as to sort of where I've come from. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, as a South African, we all love rugby. Eh? It's, we're just born with it. The love for the sport. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, so Devon, when we spoke, you said you've, you've played the leadership roles in quite um, most of your situations along the way. Even captain, captain, captaining a, a few teams you played in. Now, how would you say did you acquire the skill? Um, I think it probably comes like from the childhood times, you know, my parents always encouraged us as when you're growing up to to lead by example, you know, and try and do what we think that people, other people need to do, you know, or if we want to show something, we've got to be the first one to do it. So um, from an early stage, you know, it was really about putting your hand up and, and having a go. Um, and then I started noticing that, you know, when someone does that, you know, they then, then others, you know, tend to to follow, and then it, it became quite a like a thing of okay, cool. There's a bit of responsibility here, but we can really guide people to to achieve like a common goal. So, uh, plus also, I just love people, you know, and I want to see the best out of them. So it was really, um, I think, just naturally, I just wanted the best for everyone. Um, so in the sports teams, really, I wanted to drive. Um, higher standards on an ongoing basis uh, and just keep a good vibe keep you know everything uh, good and positive uh, and I think through the way that that got me selected as into some leadership roles um, yeah so basically I think from childhood and then I've just learned you know once you take that position and you you, you learn it and you sort of take the pressure off it uh, it's become a little bit easier and easier to to lead as we go yeah. so yeah it yeah. is still daunting though. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like they say, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, it's quite scary. <laughs> so um, on that as well, um, when you when you told us a little bit about yourself, you mentioned having a uh, multiple surgeries uh, that took you out of rugby and you're trying to get back into it. I can just imagine transitioning out of a professional sport into you know the the working world, a different mm. environment completely. Um, what advice would you give to others out there that are walking the same path that you are or that you have walked? Yeah. Yeah, look, th that's a good question. And in fact, when I was um, studying my honours at NMMU, uh, my partner, Jared Bass, and I, we, we did a, our, our thesis on um, the attitudes and perceptions of rugby professional rugby players uh, moving into retirement and their retirement planning. And within yeah. that, uh, there was a section that was really on athletic transition out of, out of sport. Um, and it's it's a global challenge, to be honest, and I've experienced it firsthand, you know, in the last few years. And, the, you know, the thing is, when you're pursuing sport, you, you've got this dream and this goal of, of getting to the top one day. You know, everybody you know, as a rugby player, you know, if you're aspiring to it, you're picturing yourself in that Springbok jersey and, and getting there and you're constantly working towards it and sacrificing a lot along the way. So, um, but sport is a limited time frame. You know, the body can't take hits forever. Um, so, yeah. you know, in that, the, the, the challenge was pursuing something full on and trying to refine your skills and your time and sacrificing along this line. And then all of a sudden, uh, you got to start looking elsewhere. And then when you go into a career, you may start at the bottom of the pile. You know, now you don't know anything about sales or, you know, you haven't, you haven't really pursued a career uh, in, a, in a company. And um, that can, you, you go to from zero to zero pretty quickly. 
Um, for me, I, you know, I didn't play um, Super Rugby or, or, or the Springbok level. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lesser case for me. But for, for some guys, they really develop that identity because you have to. You know, when people ask you, who are you? What do you do? You say, I'm a rugby player. I play here. I do this. You know, now that whole narrative changes. And then how does it how does it change? You know, and, and where do you go next? And there's couple different directions you can go but if you haven't pursued any studies along the way or if you you don't if you haven't pursued anything outside of rugby then I think guys get uh, find themselves in some difficult situations um, however I do think for athletes nowadays if I had to give them some advice it would be to you know open your eyes and, and start learning you know um, a couple of ways that some of the fundamentals of business because Business applies to everything. You know, it's not just uh, you got to start your own company or you got to do this. It's just a mechanism to make ends meet and to make money. And um, and there's a lot of ways that athletes can actually do that now, uh, especially with the fact that we've got social media and we've got a lot more coverage, people looking at their phones. Um, so guys have the opportunities to potentially build brands. We are, it's a, it's a very big interest of mine. I'm, I'm keen to explore, you know, targeting some of the, the professional athletes coming out of sport because for me, the transition has been kind of similar where you, you're still sticking into where you've got some speciality or some knowledge, which is health and wellness and nutrition and, uh, and some of the medical side, maybe if you've had some injuries um, and there it can sort of, you can maybe have some transferable skills. Um, but if I was them, I'd say, you know, look at what your skills are, look at what your strengths are and try and see how you can apply that uh, in the business world somewhere um, and add value to people's lives because essentially that's what people pay for. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, great, great answer, Devon. Um, and um, now, now I want to ask you a little bit more about your companies, your businesses. Um, how did Nature's Relief come to life? Like, how did you start it? And where did the idea come from? Um, look, it, it started in 2012. Um, to be honest, when I was playing rugby, uh, I did something that, that, you know, I don't know, most rugby players maybe don't do, but we um, we ended up, instead of going out drinking the one night, we ended up smoking um, cannabis and, and we ended up relaxing and whatnot and eating, you know, just to be open and honest. <laughs> Um, and we weren't at a time when we were getting tested and stuff like that. It was out of season, but it was really, um, it was interesting because this thing for me, it was like a recreational act, but then, you know, we ate well, we slept well, and then the next day I trained very well. So, you know, it was, it was like a little bit confusing, you know, this thing that can be a negative was just kind of a positive. So, um, at that stage, I was just, I needed to understand what was going on in my body and, uh, you know, if there is a risk of testing or how does this work and then, once I started looking into it, you know, the doors opened and they haven't really closed. Um, there's just so many, you know, once you learn about the endocannabinoid system, which we'll touch on just now, um, and, and what's happening overseas, you see that they are leagues ahead of where we are. Uh, and there's actually a potential for, for the space. So if we fast forward to 2017, when I came back from playing overseas, uh, they released the, they started opening up some legislation and uh, applications for, for farming and cultivation, which for me just said, okay, cool, you know, it's coming. Um, and it wasn't a case of if, it was more a case of when for me. So um, when that started happening, then I really decided, you know, we need to get involved at some, some level. Uh, and I spoke to my dad and my dad uh, initially looked at me like I was crazy. 
<laughs> but now um it's been an interesting journey because he's, he's now our business partner and you know it's been um it's been interesting because the generation the difference in generations uh when it comes to cannabis have vastly different opinions you know yeah. um so we found ourselves in a situation where uh you know i wanted to get involved um i met two of the most interesting guys that i've met and i think that it's just sort of happened organically like uh, i met our main moringa supplier um his name was graham his, his graham uh, was a fascinating guy and just such a passion for how the plant works i started using moringa it started adding a lot of value in terms of my training, in terms of my wellness. Uh, I don't think I've seen a doctor in five years for any sort of like bacterial or any like immune issues besides the surgeries. Um, and then on the cannabis side as well, I met some incredible guys with a lot of knowledge, one guys, Kelvin, and then, uh, but along the way, just engage with a lot of people that understand the plant very well, the cultivation, how it works. How do we keep things safe? So as I was learning about all of these things and understanding the production process and where these things come from and how it works, uh, on the other end, there was a lot of people very keen to, to take cannabis oils or take you know um, natural medicines and looking at these things. Uh, and I started getting asked a lot of questions. Um, and then, so um, I started, uh, I found good source and supply. Uh, and in fact, uh, my mom at the time, she she was looking for something for sleep. Um, and I really, you know, with my own mom, I wanted to make sure that I knew where the stuff comes from. Um, and that's where it started. And then I started to, to, to provide some of these extracts to some different people just from referrals. They just wanted to, they, they wanted to get access to it and they needed someone to try and guide them. But at the same time, I'm a rugby player, you know, I, I know the body, I know how it's worked in, for me and I've tried and tested and researched as much as I can, but there's a lot of ethics involved with, with uh, you know, medicine and those types of things. So I didn't really feel comfortable. And then um, we opened up, so we opened up Nature's Relief and then we employed a, a, a qualified homeopath. Um, and, but when I say homeopath, there's often a lot of, you know, questions because you do get like different types of homeopaths, some that lean more towards like your more um, eccentric uh, energy healing, more holistic, that sort of space. Whereas the guy that we employed is a clinical homeopath and he has extensive knowledge in pharmacology and understanding actual pharmaceutical medications. So um, at that point, we really just wanted to create a, a safe space for people to come and, and bring their health issues and their questions to somebody who's qualified to answer them uh, and also has the, the, the understanding of ethics and stuff to, um, to handle the situation responsibly. Uh, and that's that was in 2018. So we opened our first store then, and since then we've opened another one in Johannesburg. Uh, we've brought a great doctor on there as well, and and yeah, um, rocking. <laughs> yeah, another thing. Sorry, uh, is like you know my my keen interest is understanding how these things work across different people because we do have an endocannabinoid system and there is always a variance. People have different diets, different lifestyles, different backgrounds. Um, and cannabis isn't one thing that works for everyone. And it's just one thing you smoke it and it's, you cool, you know, like there, there's a variety of different strains and extracts that are available on the market that serve, serve different purposes. Uh, but there's also a variance in the response that we get from sa the same 
thing due to people having an endocannabinoid system and so we put a measurement in the in the store where we where we follow up we do mandatory follow-ups after two weeks with each client um and that's really just been to get out in the front and understand what's working best uh, against our specific products because you can see online yes cbd this yes this and that but where does the extract come from what carrier oil has been has it been used what sort of ratio of the oil is in there how has it been dosed so we needed more specific stuff um, and that's really why we created nature's relief in the way we did Wow. Oh, no, that's a great backstory. Thank you, Devon. Uh, we've got a question here from Stephanie. She asked, did you use the CBD medically while you were overseas before 2017? Uh, no, I actually didn't. Um, I, I used it like, I, I actually used THC, you know, like more in a recreational sense that had a, a weird like side medical benefit because it also was like great for sleep and stuff but uh, we couldn't use it a lot at all because we got tested um, in the rugby space and then cbd i didn't try uh, it was too early i think yeah in 2017 i don't even remember seeing much cbd on the market or being really aware of it it was only once i got back to south africa it really came in okay and then i've got another question from val she asked can you tell us a bit more about moringa powder and how to incorporate it into your daily diet yeah, Moringa is an interesting one. Uh, there's so many things contained in it that it, it's something that it's hard to say. It just does one thing because it does a, a multitude of things, but it's got 92 nutrients in it. It's a leaf powder um, and it comes from the Moringa tree, which they call the miracle tree because it, it grows in very hot, harsh conditions, uses very little water, and it produces a lot of phytochemicals that you find in the leaves. So um, it's what we mainly use is the leaf powder, which is ground up um, shade dried leaves. And then we've got uh, the seed powder as well. Um, and the leaves contain 92 nutrients, 46 antioxidants. It's a complete protein. Um, it's got all your amino acids in essentially. Then it's also got omegas in it. It's got anti-inflammatory compounds. So it's something that you just use like a tiny amount every day. Um, it, it, if you do use quite a lot, of, it acts as a natural laxative. So for people that need that, it, 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 it works. But if you, the way that I use it, I just use like a quarter of a teaspoon um, in, in a smoothie or in a drink uh, every day. Um, yeah, so it's a and little it, thing that has helped so a lot. The signing from the properties of the Moringo, is it best to use it in the morning? Yeah, I'd say. Um, definitely greens in the morning um and you can also use it at night though it's not something that'll keep you awake okay awesome i've got another question here from jessica um now that your range has expanded so much which are your go-to daily supplements did this routine of yours influence your new different ranges uh yeah definitely um look i've always struggled a little bit with add <laughs> i get distracted quite a lot um, and then also just from an energy point of view, I just want to get, if anyone who knows me, I want to get the most out of every day and uh, like I don't really stop. So for energy and focus, um, I've, I've used a lot of the mushroom extracts, so things like lion's mane, cordyceps, um, and then, yeah, some different blends with that. Uh, I have played around with some, with some microdosing, which has been very interesting because I used to use Ritalin and Concerta, and now I've managed to, to get off of that that space completely um and then moringa um 
Beyond that, sometimes I'll use skeletium. Skeletium is an interesting plant that's a natural like mood enhancer. Um, we'll also, yeah, and then I'll mainly use the full spectrum extracts at night when I when it's time to wind down and, and switch off and, and get some rest. Um, so I'll generally use the more nutritional energy focus related ones during the day. And then um, in the evenings, I'll, I'll use the full spectrum extracts from cannabis. Oh, wow. That sounds very interesting and very diverse, the, the product range that you have. Yeah, we've also, it's been interesting because now, you know, we, we started going into a couple of different blends, um, like one product for concussion, actually. Um, I've had about six concussions, um, but uh, just in general, you know, the movie Concussion came out of that documentary, you see CTE, you see like concussion, I know in the rugby industry, most dogs take a knock and they just go back on the field. Um, so that space, we really wanted to combine things. So I put lion's mane uh, in a combination with CBD. Lion's mane is a mushroom that helps the body produce more nerve growth factor. Um, so it's neuroprotective, it helps with the brain function, it helps with focus, but also with the benefits of it being neuroprotective. And then CBD is a natural anti-inflammatory. So putting those two together was was pretty key for me. And then we added cacao in it. Uh, and the result has been that that is uh, quite a nootropic product. It's called the nootropic mind. Uh, but it helps with focus and concentration. Um, we have a lot of people that have used it as an alternative to Ritalin and Concerta as well. Um, and it takes effect quickly. You just put a few drops in your coffee in the morning and you're awake and alert for a good four to six hours. So that, that was an interesting development. Uh, and then also going into like the more recreational space, we've actually played around with a, an interesting concept, which I don't want to talk too much about, but uh, next year we'll, we'll be getting out a little bit more with it, but, uh, it's an alcohol alternative. So we, we've created a mood enhancing oh. beverage. Um, just wow. using um, natural extracts that also have side benefits as opposed to side effects. Um, you know, it's really trying to trying to achieve, I guess, you know, the similar effects to what we see people want on the market. Uh, you can see there's a lot more energy drinks out there. There's a lot more, um, you know, medications used for specific purposes and alcohol is used as a medication for a lot of people, I guess. Um, yeah. But some of those have got detrimental side effects, whereas if we can achieve the same effect with some side benefits, you know, that for me is, is option A. So that's the direction it's sort of going. Awesome. And then another question here from Jessica, getting peppered with all the questions. <laughs> um, she asks, do you put much energy into sourcing the raw materials? Any traceability? Yeah, it, it's a important thing, you know, um, really, for me, it's been, um, it's been quite a challenge. Um, you know, you, you, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in the industry. Um, there's a lot of people saying a lot more than they're actually doing. Uh, so what's been key is to work with the right people that share the same morals and values and, had, and you know, and that integrity to, to do the right thing when nobody's looking. Um, so we, we've aligned ourselves with several manufacturers and several suppliers that we've been working with for about three years, four years, and we've got a good track record. Um, but from a traceability point of view, um, don't want to go into it, but there's some interesting things we've explored in like blockchain stuff, because uh, 
the end of the day, consumers, it's, it's hard to know what is in each product, uh, especially with the lack of regulation in South Africa. You see CBD oils that will still make you high. Um, and now people are getting a little bit nervous about CBD, for example, even though it's THC that makes you high. Um, so I think that traceability is a, is a growing space. You know, people just wanting to be aware of, of what they're putting into their body. Um, and yeah, so essentially with our with our current product range, we, um, we've got batch numbers on the majority of our products. Um, in some cases, it's, it's slightly more difficult um, when you're growing the business with smaller runs and stuff like that. But um, I know exactly, you know, the, the supply chains and stuff like that. And uh, we're happy with the quality. So that's the key thing. Yeah, no, I would believe that's a, a, quite a key operation in the business. Um, mm. I think on, on a lot of people's mind right now is the word that you mentioned, endocannabinoid system. Yeah. What, what is that? <laughs> Have you ever heard of it before, before this call? I've read, yeah, I've read about it before, but um, okay. not 100% sure, you know, what what is it? Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of doctors as well. I mean, like, it's a, so we, we basically got a system in our body that um, that operates on both our nervous and our peripheral nervous systems, uh, but it's a network of receptors located around our body on our different cells. Um, we've got two different types of receptors. We've got CB1 and CB2 receptors. Uh, and this system is basically designed as a, as a neuromodulator. So it's something that is trying to bring the body back to its natural state or trying to regulate and, and calibrate as we go. So the, the system was, I think I um, like defined in the 90s, but it, it was discovered um, before that. And we, our body produces endocannabinoids or endogenous cannabinoids that go and attach to these receptors and operate whether you're using cannabis or not. So we are, our endocannabinoids are things like anandamide. Um, and there's one called 2-AG, I think it is, if I'm, my memory serves me correctly. But um, these these receptors also um they also well the, the the phytocannabinoids that you find in cannabis also attach to these receptors so basically um the situation we find ourselves in and where, where this cannabis industry is coming from is that we've got this infrastructure in our body that is a it's a healing system it's a regulating system and then we've got these cannabis plants that are that contain a whole bunch of phytocannabinoids of which over 100 of or to 150 have been discovered and identified and now it's about connecting the dots between you know which cannabinoids are most effective for what so for example cbd that's been now researched and proven in in many cases for inflammation uh, and that's that's where the whole cbd sort of space coming from more from inflammation and from uh, anti-anxiety properties and stuff like that but then you get thc which more attaches to your receptors on your central nervous system that's the one responsible for getting you high uh, but that high is more of like a, a sedative kind of effect or like a um, analgesic effect. So like it's good for pain, it's good for sleep. Uh, but and then you get things like CBG, CBN, CBC, and the list goes on. Um, even before before you do the extraction in the plant, uh, most of the cannabinoids are or the cannabinoids are found in the acid form. So you get like CBDA, which is cannabidiolic acid and 
um, THCA. So they're slightly different before you've uh, what they call decarboxylated it. So before you've heated it or changed some of the structure. So some of the effects can be slightly different in its raw form compared to when it's heated or burnt or or extracted and extraction they, they often there is a heating component in it um so yeah there's a lot of playing around to do with these cannabinoids uh and putting together endocannabinoid or cannabinoid solutions i guess um and i think the the, the bad stigmas around it sort of come because the the majority of strains so in the cannabis strains you get cannabinoids and you get terpenes and not all of them like you get different cannabinoid profiles so just because of the demand for thc it's like smoking a painkiller or smoking a, a like a sleeping medication essentially but that's the high that people get but because that was the demand you know to get high that's the majority of the strains that were grown so now you see with more of the demand shifting to things like anti-inflammatory benefits like anti-anxiety or dealing with a mental space uh, maybe some gut related issues immune problems now you know there, there's grounds for more of these other strains to be grown and for us to to start to create some different ones so we're really at the beginning of this industry but it's all based around us having this endocannabinoid system in our body sure very interesting and a lot of insight um, from what's from your industry and um, what can happen and what's going to happen so very very cool um you've you've spoken about mushrooms uh lion's bane no there are a lot of mushroom strains that i've read about and um what what other type of mushrooms have good health benefits um, so it, I think it's first key to differentiate between the ones that have got psilocybin in and ones that don't. So psilocybin is the, the compound in magic mushrooms that has a psychedelic effect. And um, you get a number of different strains of, of mushrooms that uh, contain that. But you there's something like 3 million um species of mushrooms that, that have wow. been discovered. But it all sort of comes down to like the top, 20 you know or top five actually in the functional space um and so if we take the psilocybin ones aside the five top ones that have been held and, and called as functional mushrooms are lion's mane cordyceps reishi turkey tail and shaga um, those are the main ones that um, have shown medicinal properties and adaptogenic properties and the, the interesting thing with them is that all of those con contain something called beta-glucans. So beta-glucans are something that can help. Uh, they, they, I think they're complex polysaccharides, but essentially what they do in the body is they, they just stimulate the, the immune system and just sort of wake it up. It doesn't boost it or reduce it. It just sort of wakes it up so that it, that's what they call a, an immune modulator. So it will help the body to respond appropriately uh, or the, the immune system to respond appropriately. So instead of either boosting or reducing or suppressing it, it will just uh, do what it needs to. And then, so they've all got beta-glucans and then the individual ones have got different um, uh, alkaloids that are, that are beneficial for different things. So lion's mane, like I mentioned earlier, that's got something called herosinones in it that helps the body produce more nerve growth factor. Um, so that's more for like focus, concentration, the brain, um, cordyceps, that's got cordycepin in. So that helps the body produce more ATP. 
So that's your primary source of energy. So more for your like body energy, your athletes, also good for oxygen utilization. Um, you've got shaga, which has also got its alkaloids in it. That is um, the actual shaga, the king mushroom, because it's got a lot of antioxidant properties as well. Uh, and then turkey tail has become very popular at the moment because um, of its benefits in terms of cancer cancer research and 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 um, to be used alongside other cancer treatments. And I don't want to, you know, cancer is something you've got to just tread lightly with. I don't want to just claim that it's for everything, but um, it's also something that's got very good immunomodulating properties and complex polysaccharides that help the body. Um, there's some schools of thought that they say that it's, uh, it helps the body recognize the cancer cells, but it has a positive effect in cancer treatments. Um, that's what we've seen. And then reishi has been used for centuries. Uh, it's got a lot of antioxidants, good for blood flow, um, and also has a calming anti-anxiety kind of effect. Wow. So those are the five functional ones that are no psilocybin, no magic mushrooms, no psychedelic experience, you know, but that you can use on a daily basis. Okay, cool. I've got a message here from Val. She says, thanks, Devon. CBD and lion's mane works very well for my menopause symptoms. Just an FYI. I think there's a whole market out really? there um, to make aware, aware of those two items alone for menopause sufferers. That's amazing. Thank you very much, Val. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, it, it's, it is interesting. This is what happens. <laughs> you know, we, we sit out and we say, you know, CBD, brain, focus, whatever. Or, I mean, like lion's mane, but, you know, we see like a variation in benefits coming back. Um, and it, it, yeah, that's why we're here to try and connect all these dots. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, moving back to, to athletes. Um, with all the supplementation and medicine that's out there, you know what what natural medicines will be beneficial for athletes for performance or even recovery? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of key components that all athletes share. You know, um, we all want to perform at our best and better than our best, and we want to recover so that the next day we can also perform to our best. So it's this constant balance between performance and recovery, um, and I think that. From the natural medicine side, uh, even before that, um, you know, a lot of athletes are using different anti-inflammatories, different painkillers to manage themselves because they generally are pushing the limits and going beyond. Um, so in, in order to help with that, the, the one downside to medications essentially is, is the, it's, it's got a bit of a negative impact on the gut and um, the gut they're talking a lot about is our second brain, something that helps produce our serotonin uh, or the majority of our serotonin and uh, some other neurotransmitters that are very important. So where the natural medicine side comes in and things like CBD and lion's mane um, is to help with that performance and recovery without the, the negative side effects, number one. Um, but the ones that, they, that, that we can help with is uh, to help athletes with sleep. Um, the, you got like a double benefit when it comes to the CBD. You can use it for sleep, but you can also, uh, it's also natural anti-inflammatory. So while you're getting the rest, um, it's also, yeah, helping you recover. And then from the, the focus and concentration side and also the psychology in, in sport, you know, there's always pressure. Uh, you got to perform to your best and, and it's, everything happens today. Um, from that side, we've seen like some of the, the functional mushrooms doing a very good job, um, like lion's mane. 
Um, also cordyceps from an energy production point of view and oxygen utilization, um, that's really good. And then the Moringa, um, that has made a big difference uh, for me personally, just because, you know, your, your immune system, you want to keep strong throughout. If you get sick, there's more pressure on your, on all your organs when you're training and stuff. So maintaining that that um, that strength and immune strength uh, and focus and concentration during the day and then being able to switch off and relax at night um, is where, where, where our, our products have been really good. And then also from a topical perspective, um, if, there's, if there's places that, that people have, have had joint pain or, uh, or injuries and stuff like that, the cannabinoids and the natural medicines also absorb very well. Even like your essential oils and stuff do very well topically in localized areas. Wow. So yeah, I hope that answers the question. There's many ways we can do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. We've got a, um, a comment here from Val. It says, just want to say thank you. And to confirm, I've done a lot of research into much of what you have shared. And yes, it's all true. Well, that's great. Amazing. <laughs> thank you very much, Val. I appreciate yeah, that. Um, so on, on that, Devon, I, I can say with confidence, you know, you've You've come out of different field and you've went into the working world and made quite a success. And um, I think you've built quite a quite a great brand. And um, I think it's going to be very successful. Yeah. Thanks, because I hope so. You know, it's 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 a whole nother ball game starting the business. I won't lie. Like, um, just just it's like starting as another human that just takes a lot of time and energy. You know. Um, but I'm super passionate about people. And I think that the, the, the most exciting thing for me is that there is hope and faith in this body and brain that we've got. You know, I think sometimes that it's underplayed and maybe people think that it's not possible for this and that, you know, uh, you, frustrating sometimes hearing when doctors say, you know, there's nothing we can do, there's this and that, and just take that hope away. But, you know, I think the biggest passion for me is is that, we've got the most incredible body and, and brain. And if we can learn how to tap into it and give it the, give it a chance, you know, and give it the right sort of raw materials, the, the, the sky is the limit, you know? Um, and I think it's just trying to make it more accessible to people, the information and the, and the, the quality products and the right things for them to use. But it's exciting. I think we're in a good time, you know, even though there's a lot of challenges and problems, it's part of life, you know. I think this is what shifts us into the the right direction. Yeah. Devon, I've got one more question here from Ross. Uh, Ross says, when uh, I was on Ritzling at 10 years old, would have loved to have explored some other um, some other options for AD, ADD and ADHD. Ritzling was not a great option. So from, from what you know, what would you recommend would be best for ADD? Uh, look, the, there's two ways to look at that. I think when, with a lot of kids um, using Ritalin and, and Concerta and stuff like that, we do have a couple that have um, been using the Lion's Mane and CBD blend. That's the Nootropics because it also has a cacao, which contains theobromine in. So it's quite a stimulating um product but it helps with focus and concentration so i would look at the the nootropic mind as one option and then there is a lot of research going into the microdosing 
of uh, actually psilocybin mushrooms and um, that I've personally tried and and um, that sort of made a big difference for me and which was interesting uh, there is a lot of research that needs to go into it though because using it daily um, yeah it's, it's still quite new but uh, I'd look at um, either the microdose or the the lion's mane if you can get your or at nature's we've got the the nootropics the nootropic mind um, and then also, you know, going forward, I think that the psilocybin is going to be quite an interesting space to look at from an ADD perspective. Um, there's also some people that uh, struggle, you know, with being a little bit chaotic and, and need to just calm down um, and just slow down to actually speed up. And in that case, some people use CBD um, for the ADD just to help take the edge off and to focus. So it's it's kind of dependent, uh, but the closest that I found to like a Ritalin or Concerta that's quite a stimulating effect is is the nootropic mind, um, and then actually our neuro range of capsules those have been very good. Okay, great. I just shared your your website, Nature's Relief, for those who would like to have a look at it. And then I've also got another message here from Jessica. Um, how have you balanced being a business owner and starting a business when it's still so taboo? I mean, being an industry leader is daunting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been difficult, I must say. Um, you know, starting, coming from rugby, you know, going from rugby to cannabis and mushrooms is like, <laughs> you can quickly become a black sheep, you know, or <laughs> well, not a black sheep. People just, you know, that, that all they know about cannabis and mushrooms is they probably think that I'm, I'm sitting there smoking joints all day and, and eating magic mushrooms. And, and you know what I mean? Like, you, you just don't know what history has come from it. So, um, look, it's just taken being bold and confident and, and understanding that what I'm doing is uh like looking into the 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 why and the the purpose of what we're doing and seeing that if there is safety and there is you know things that can contribute to everybody um and that's uh, i've ticked the boxes i'm happy so for me i think it's just about time management which i really struggle with um that has been you know starting a business you you jump at a lot of different opportunities and i'm very ambitious so i've maybe jumped at quite a lot of things and then try to build in the background. Um, but it's it's going all right. You know, I think on a constant basis, I think the that's also where like the natural medicines have helped. You know, uh, if I look in the last five years of running the business, during the time I've had about six surgeries. Um, and so in the middle of it, been down for three weeks on crutches, can't walk, can't do this, can't do that. And all the way, I must be honest, I've man, man, maintained a, um, a very steady mindset and uh, quite like a bit of content, which has been a struggle in the past. Um, and my anxiety has been really good. So well, not really there, which is good. Um, but it goes in waves and it's just taking every day and trying to make the most of it and having a go. Uh, but a big helping hand has also been um, my partner, who's my dad. Um, and he helps settle my mind quite a lot and just helps me focus on what's important, you know, just for today. Sometimes you can you can see the, the whole world, but it can't be done today, you know? So, yeah. Oh, no, that's yeah. awesome. It's great to have a grounding partner like that. Um, and being yeah. a father, of course. As Devon, I've got a um, question here from Stephanie. Um, your product is used for healing. Not Is it not addictive at all? And um, what happens when one stops using it? Sounds like you will be using it daily for life. Quite an interesting question. 
That is, that's a very good question. Um, because I think that the answer to that is quite subjective. Uh, I think that, you know, like anything, um, I, I would relate it in a, in a way similarly to coffee. So, you know, coffee, it's something that's not necessarily addictive, but it's something that you can become a little bit dependent on. Um, and I think that the the main difference between if we look at like addictive profiles and stuff like firstly, the products that we're talking about don't have uh, addictive properties in, in the sense where if you stop taking it, your body shuts down. Um, that's on the on the pharmaceutical side, you know, you you've using things like a bit of like an outsource, something that goes and enforces a change or makes a change in the body. And it's very effective and it's important that we have that there. Um, you know, for like short term measures, we need something to come in and do the job for us. But if we're doing the job, if something else is doing the job for the body, then the body is not doing its own, it slows down its own mechanisms to do that. When you stop it, there's a big dip. And the body's got to relearn almost the, the processes to, to match that. Uh, whereas using um, these, like the functional mushrooms and moringa and some CBD and, and those types of things, it's, it's more giving the body some raw materials to, uh, to use on its own, to tap into like the body's natural systems. So we find that, you know, when people stop and start, then there's less of a variance, you know. Um, so it's something, look, I personally, I don't want to depend on anything. I don't think that that's the way. I think that if people are depending on things, they've got to look at things like, what are you doing for exercise? What's your nutrition like? You know, what's your sleep like? What are you doing outside of just what you're consuming from a medication and a, and a nutritional point of view? And you've got to be looking at some of those things because at the end of the day, we can manage ourselves just with good nutrition, with um, breath work, with water, with sleep, with exercise. You know, that's how the body's designed. It's just that in today's world, we don't pay attention to some of those key fundamentals, you know. So I would always recommend looking at that um, for some of the answers. But I do also find one of the side benefits is almost to the natural medicines is that they almost create a bit of more self-awareness uh, and what's going on in the body and it becomes a little bit easier to listen to your body and understand what's making you feel this way or what's you know what is where is this coming from um, and then looking to address it like that so it's quite a long-winded answer um, but just to to get a little bit more specific, the you know the from that addiction side in in natures we haven't seen we haven't seen people necessarily addicted, um, but there is cases where people you know I think it will definitely have become addicted to THC um, and cannabis. So it's something that does need to be respected, you know. And I think the best way to do that is just to be checking into yourself and seeing you know am I pursuing what I'm pursuing? Am I moving forward, progressing? um in the different facets of life cool does that Steph, yeah no that's answer? a great answer very informative and stephanie replies to say thank you great answer i'm a nurse and like to prevent chronic medication if at all possible so yeah we're on the same path <laughs> yeah. like we have a lot of people at nature's to be honest that that you know sometimes we do the follow-up and they say no it's cool i'm sorted you know <laughs> 
and it's it's great that's why we're here you know i believe that we don't need to keep people on these things forever that's not the purpose the purpose is for them to start understanding their body and their mind a bit better um, and some of the supplements allow them to do that and then you know if they want to continue taking them then we can move them from a from a you know a healthcare state to maybe a wellness state to maybe a more performance state and once they you know once they've got to that that stable level then maybe they want to have a go and you know see what they can do beyond that um that's yeah. more how i'd see it than trying to just keep people in a healthcare state and just managing their symptoms oh wow no sorry right. there's something smashing inside yeah <laughs> we can't hear it <laughs> okay cool. awesome thank you to all the attendees and thank you devon for being a guest on the webinar i think it was very informative very insightful and um, i think i think we all learned something here today no, it's a pleasure thank you so much for the opportunity chris and if there's any further questions or if people want to get involved or get in touch with us uh, i'd highly recommend um dropping us a message either on one of our social platforms uh, nature's relief sa um or you can get through to us at, at one of our shop phones or on the website um i'm sure chris if you would you be able to send that out or yeah, um, sure. otherwise just give us a follow Great stuff. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day, evening, wherever you are. Yes. Bye -bye. Awesome. Thanks, guys.